<clears throat> I don't know if you caught uh, one thing, very subtle thing that Dr. Webster said uh, during this video. Um, he was a very profound uh, speaker, and sometimes he would just slip these little one-liners in as he was just going on, and you would kind of, you'd have to stop in your own brain and write stuff down and then come back to him later. Because he said, if you have, if you fall in love with chiropractic and have the passion for it, it will give you its secrets. Right? I don't know if you caught that line in the middle there. Chiropractic will give you its secrets if you have the passion for it, if you fall in love with it. And that's what I have found in my life, in my journey with chiropractic, is, uh, is I've fallen in love with it. It's, it's, it's like my baby. Uh, so when I'm adjusting someone, uh, especially the special needs kids that have my heart, um, when I'm adjusting them, sometimes I don't know what on earth I'm doing or why I'm doing what I'm doing, but it works, right? So because right now, like, you guys are learning the basic techniques and the, you know, you, you have like a manual and you have a class and you have this A and, you know, a and then B and then C and then you have this sort of algorithm and, you know, at first I do this, just like activator, you know, I start the legs and I lift the legs, you know, so you have this whole like plan. But I'm telling you when you're working, after you've been working for a while, chiropractic becomes something other than this uh, memorized, you know, thing to go from point A to point Z. It becomes this flow. Um, and that's the one thing that I remember talking with Dr. Webster uh, and, and watching Dr. Webster that he would do, th he, would, he would say, this is how you adjust someone, and then I watch him, and he'd do exactly opposite what he said because he was just in the flow. And I'd say, like, why'd you do that? He said, I just felt it. This is just what I was called to do. Right? And Nate just told me I need to do this. Uh, even though it might not have been like the A plus B plus C you know, procedure, but he was in the flow because chiropractic gave up his, its, its secrets to him. And it will do the same for you if you fall in love with it. If this is a mechanical thing and you're just, it's just like a job and just fixing engines, you know, and next and just, you know, zzz, 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 you know next, zzz, zzz, zzz. well, you can do that too. You know, if, you're, if that's what you want, you can become a, a, a really good technician. Um, but there's something more, right? There's something more to chiropractic than just being a good technician. You know, chiropractic is a science, art, and philosophy, right? So, and that's what he's, what he's talking about in that one sentence. You know, if you fall in love with chiropractic, you can't fall in love with just the science or just the art or just the philosophy. You have to fall in love with all three because that chiropractic is all three, right? To miss one piece, you're, it's like a stool with two legs. It won't work very well, you know? And I think... Um, <clears throat> When, when I graduated from chiropractic school, um, and I've told you this before, I came from a very uh, meager background. You know, my parents didn't have much, uh, aside from a lot of love, they didn't have a lot else to offer me. Um, so uh, I graduated <clears throat> with the thought process in my head that, um, you know, how the hell am I gonna make it in this profession if it's all on my shoulders, you know, like it's up to me. But, I, but I'm, really not a good, I'm really not a good employee. <laughs> I'm a much better boss. And I didn't, because I don't like taking orders. I'm really not good at taking orders. That just doesn't work well with me. Um, so I knew I had to go out on my own, but I, I didn't believe in myself. And I had, to, I had to come up with something that I, so I fell in love with chiropractic. I was very passionate about it, but I didn't know how to do the business part of it. 
and I looked to the greats before me to help me, right? And that's when I started following Sid and Sigafus and Santo and, all the, and Webster, all the greats that came before me, and I would ask them questions, and I would go to their seminars, and I'd listen to them, and I, I would fall in love with their passion, and their passion became contagious to me. And then I would read books, and I'm, I tell people, this is one of my favoritest books of all time, uh, and, uh, and it completely rocked my world, and it was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. How many people have read this yet? All right, you're all behind. Uh, it was written in 1937, so it's a little old. Uh, it, the, the, the wording is a little, you know, uh, antiquated. The way he talks about things is a little weird. There's a few sections that are kind of mm, strangey uh, kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, if you follow what he says, you will think and grow rich. Because in my brain, right, I didn't have that, right? I had the passion, right? I had the drive. I was one of those asthma miracle cases that no longer had asthma. So I knew I had the why, but I didn't know how to do that why. And what Napoleon Hill would talk about is having a definite chief aim, right? Having a definite chief aim. Like, what is your definite chief aim in life? And it's not to make a million dollars, right? That's not what he's talking about. And it's, you know, you've got to find out what, what, why the hell are you doing what you're doing? Why did you just spend four years, three and a half years, however long it's been here? Why did you spend all this time here? Right? What was the point? It's not to pay back your student loans. It's not just to make money because that's a very base way of thinking about it. There's, there's, a, there's a calling. There's a reason you got into this, right? Like, for me, the reason was I don't want kids to suffer the way I did for 15 years. Right, that was my definite chief purpose. How can I have them not suffer the way I did? And he said, when you come up with that, he said, you should write down that goal and, and the goals around that goal. Like, how are you? Okay, so here's your goal. I don't want kids to suffer the way I did. Well, then how are you going to make that happen? And write that down and then start reading it every single day, every single day, morning and night, morning and night. And I followed his thought process. And my life is just crazy beautiful now. Because every day I have the gift of giving this amazing adjustment to children and babies and autistic kids and pregnant women and even adults. Uh, and I watch things change. And I watch people change. And, and I watch chiropractic now give up its secrets to me. Yesterday, I'm, I'm adjusting on this autistic child, and this child is literally hitting me. And this happens. Some kids, the non, especially the nonverbal ones, are a bit more aggressive. And he's a little boy, and he's just hitting me. And this is one of his, this is his first adjustment. And I, in the old Drew, the old voice in his head would say, stop this, you know, this isn't working, whatever. But the new voice in my head, the voice that's taken over, the voice of the passion, that has talked to me for this many years, and that I hear Webster's voice, and I hear Sid's voice, and I hear Sigabusa's voice, is redirect. Like, you know, in, in judo or, or other martial arts, you know, you take their energy and you redirect that energy, right? So you don't, you don't fight back the energy, right, against you. You redirect the energy. So every time he started doing this, what would I do? I'd give him a high five, right? I said, you want to give me a high five? All right, give me a high five, buddy. High five, buddy. Awesome, awesome. And he did it again. High five, buddy. High five. Right? And by the end, I have him smiling. As I'm doing the adjustment with him, I have him smiling and doing this high five. And I'm going to reprogram his brain. 
I'm going to reprogram this kid's brain. And chiropractic has given up its secrets to me because as if I just thought A plus B equals C, I couldn't have gone through that, right? I, I, couldn't, have, I couldn't have figured that out because I, I, how do I do a leg check with someone smashing their hands against me? How do I do a leg check if he's not sitting still? How do I you know, palpate you if you just don't sit, you know, and he's not, he's not going to sit still just because his mom's holding him. He's sitting, moving, you know, because in their brains, they, they can't fathom certain things, right? So you have, to go, you have to go into their brains and think about what they need and how are they going to react to what you're going to do and then create an adjustment around them, not you force your adjustment onto them. Do you understand the difference, right? This is not a cookie-cutter world where everybody just gets the same kind of adjustment, right? And you got some robot you know, assembly line, we just go ching next, ching next. You know, that, that, that's a myth, right? That doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Uh, it, it, and most especially when you're dealing with these special needs kids. So the way that I feel that chiropractic has given up its secrets to me over the years is by d using things like the seven habits of highly effective people and using Think and Grow Rich and using The Richest Man in Babylon and using Marianne Williamson's book, uh, um, what was her thing? Oh, Return to Love, uh, based on The Course of Miracles. And using these kind of books and, and listening to the greats that have come before me and taking this kind of stuff and then taking the pieces to the puzzle that you got here, right? And then making it my own. So that the adjustment that you make now which is more mechanical, is going to turn into the Maria or the Abby or the Rachel adjustment later on. Because you guys are all going to amalgamate this. You know, you're going to change this. And you're going to, and yeah, you might do Network or BGI or Gonstead or whatever it is now. And you might still have a semblance of that at some point in time. But you're going to make it your own. And you're not going to follow like the absolute protocol from A to Z. Because you're going to come in contact with kids or adults or people who who it won't work that way. It won't work in this straight line. And you have to kind of meander around the way they're doing things and adjust them the way their body will accept the adjustment. Right? And that's what's going to make you special and unique. Right? Because if you say, if you say to the special needs kid, you're going to lie down, mommy's going to hold you, intern's going to hold you over there, and I'm going to adjust you my way. Good luck getting a second adjustment on this kid. But if you honor the little place inside of them that is scared, that doesn't know how to communicate, imagine being four years old and not knowing how to communicate. Imagine the frustration that must be. It's already hard enough as a one-year-old, right? And they start getting frustrated through to two. But at four years old and you can't communicate, imagine the frustration that must be in their little heads that everybody else is saying the stuff and you probably understand, but you can't get the words out, right? You can't put it from here, because the brain is disconnected, like Melilla will talk about, and you can't get it out. Imagine that, and then put yourself in their shoes, and now, do you have to do the adjustment this way, or are you gonna create the adjustment for them, right? So I tailor make my adjustments, every adjustment for the child, or the adult, or whatever it is. Whatever that person needs, I turn it around and make it for them. So of all, I know we, we taught a lot of piecemeal things this quarter, because you need to, you need to learn this way. You need to learn in a, in a pattern so it can be reproducible, right? But understand that once you leave this institution and you've passed all your OSCEs and you've passed all your boards and you've passed all your classes, you now take those things and make them your own.
turn them into the adjustments that reflect that you fell in love with chiropractic and it's given up its secrets to you.